0: My wife's taking care of me this morning. Notice that? <laughs> that just keeps us humble, right? <laughs> no, nah, I've just lost you. You know, you're talking about the resurrected king and then your pastor comes up here and he's got to zip his pants up. <laughs> you're keeping it real. I was going to put my water bottle here and somebody knocked that off of there. We're in trouble. We got Projector that's not working, but we got Jesus, right? We're going to talk about Jesus today, and um, <clears throat> I started this series of the Fourfold Gospel, okay? And and we talked about the logo of the Christian Missionary Alliance, and this isn't about the alliance. This is about Jesus, and we started out with Jesus Christ as our Savior. It's the cross over there the far right piece it's, I guess it's to your left and uh, we talked about Jesus as Savior and we talked about yeah Jesus is our Savior I'm messing with you guys back there ain't I I'm sorry you'll get it you can't hear me Nolan's working on it he's a professional he'll get it figured out there we go now we're better we worked on this before the service too, but all right. So we talked about Jesus as Savior. And we all if you're a Christian here, you know that Jesus is your Savior, right? He has saved you from your sins. But we also talked about what is he saving you from today? Because he's saving us every day from things that we struggle with. And then we had a snowstorm. And then we had Jesus as our sanctifier. And that's represented by the, the red cup there. And jesus is our sanctifier and he brings the holy spirit into our lives to fill us with his holy spirit so that we can sanctification means to be set apart set apart is another word for holy sanctification is another word for holy we can be set apart from sin to be holy not that we're perfect but that we're holy And that's all about Jesus, because Jesus is the one who provides sanctification for us. And then Pastor Tom, I call him Pastor Tom because he's like a pastor on it. Didn't he do a nice job last week, bringing the word? (laughs) Amen. He talked about the globe over here, which these pieces are going to go on. And it talks about missions and who we are as a denomination, and that we need to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to the whole world. And that's a part of who we are and what we do. Because this gospel needs to be preached to the whole world. By the way, I'm so proud of you. Last week we brought in a, a group called Real Hope. How many you remember them? The lady that talks about adopting kids in Minnesota. This isn't a kid from another country halfway around the world. These are kids in Minnesota that need adoption out of our foster care program. There's a 1,000 of them in our state. And she gave us the the statistic that there are 4,000 churches in the state. If one in every four churches were to adopt a kid, we'd eliminate this problem. Well, I want you to know I'm pretty proud of my church because last week six families said that they're willing to look into adoption. (laughs) Amen. Seven families said they wanted to support those adopting families. They want a village. They want to come around them and give them the support that they have. And nine families from this church said, I want to give to that because I believe in it. That's awesome. That's missions done really well right here in the state of Minnesota. But today we're going to talk about this picture, this beautiful blue picture. Believe me, it was a difficult thing to get piece of maple wood to turn blue but as you see when we put this whole thing together on the logo it's going to be a beautiful piece of art that i'm going to be proud to hang in our lobby and and uh, as a reminder to us not of the christian missionary alliance but of who jesus is and every time you look at it you're going to understand and you're going to know what those things represent more than just a pretty logo the symbol today of the picture represents oil, oil that we use to anoint one another to pray for the sick. And today we're going to talk about Jesus, our healer. And um, as a pastor, you know, sometimes you're you know you're thinking a lot about your message and you're, you're in the midst of it all week, but I haven't been in the midst of it this week. And, you know, I'm not sure what's going to come out of me today because there's so much that... I learned this week. I started on Monday morning by going through what I like to do and, and preparing a rough outline of a message and figuring out where I want to go and what I want to say. And I got like five questions that I'm going to answer today that they are my questions. Maybe they're not your questions. That's okay. But uh, we're going to walk through them. But there's so much more to this that I lived and dealt with all this week. And I want to I want to be very clear with you that, um, as a guy as a as a guy who likes to fix stuff, I want to fix this for you today. I want to fix whatever is ailing you. I want you to understand that there's healing in Jesus Christ. But I don't have all the answers, and that's really hard for me because people call me and they say, "Hey, pastor, you know I got this going on. What should I do?" Or they'll say, "You know, man." I just found out I've got cancer, or I'm struggling with this, or next week i got to go in for a procedure, and I want to I fix it for them. And I want to give them all the answers. And the more I studied this week, the more I realized I don't have all the answers. So I'm just going to point you to Jesus today. And if, if my words don't make sense to you or you get confused today, uh, just look to Jesus, all right? Maybe my delivery won't be as good as what you would expect, and maybe you won't get entertained today, but just look to Jesus. All right, let's go into these five questions that I have when I started my research on healing. The first question I asked was, does Jesus heal today? You've got to ask that question of yourself. We read about it in the Bible, but does he heal today? We're going to talk about that. Some of you are shaking your head, yeah, absolutely. Some people are going, "Hmm, haven't seen it, I don't know. Didn't happen in my life. Then we're going to answer this question, why doesn't everyone get healed? That's a tough one. And then we're going to go to this question, how do I know if Jesus will or won't heal? And that's one that I deal with and I struggle with probably more than you guys do. Are there certain rules I have to follow to receive healing? Like these seven steps or four? Maybe somebody else has got nine. I don't know. And can anyone pray for healing? Those are the questions that I had when I started to do a little study on this. So here we go. You ready? Does Jesus heal today? Ready for my fix-it-all answer? yes yes he does heal today and i'm gonna go through some passages of scripture that you better believe it if you don't believe it now believe what the word of god says john chapter 14 verse 12 through 14 says i tell you the truth anyone who believes in me will do the same works i have done this is jesus speaking if you open up your bible and look at it and there's red letter edition these are written in red okay And even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. Jesus says, I'm leaving. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Does that mean healing? Absolutely. There's a great passage of Scripture we use all the time. We're going to use this later today because at the end of this service, I'm going to have the elders up here. There's bottles of oil over there they're going to be ready to pray for you and anoint you with oil. And I believe Jesus is going to heal people. But this healing isn't just physical healing. There's emotional healing. There's mental healing, anguish that people go through. You can see a broken bone, but you can't see a broken mind. Jesus said, I came for the sick, not for the healthy He wants to heal you. And most importantly, Jesus came to provide spiritual healing. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior today, hopefully you get smacked right in the forehead with him. Because that's the biggest healing of all. But in James chapter 5, it says, Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. Is Jesus heal today? Why would he put that in the Bible if he wouldn't heal today? And the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. I like to go back into the Old Testament because it's the Bible is complete from Genesis to Revelation. And it doesn't contradict each other. The, the Old Testament points us to the New Testament, points us to Jesus. Exodus chapter 15, 26. This is the heart of God. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I, will make you, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord. What does it say? I am the Lord who heals you. Not I was the Lord, I am. But he was pierced for our rebellion. This is in Isaiah chapter 53. Crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. That was written hundreds of years before Jesus was whipped and beaten for our healing. Jesus fulfilled that prophecy. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. There it is. That evening many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. You want to talk about mental healing? emotional healing he cast out the evil spirits with a simple command and he healed all the sick this fulfilled the word of god through the prophet isaiah isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 who said he took our sicknesses and removed our diseases and finally in first peter chapter 2 verse 24 it says he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin we all know that that's jesus christ our savior and live for what is right but it also says by his wounds you are healed why did jesus take a beating to fulfill the prophecy and by his stripes we are healed one more passage of scripture because it's not just about jesus who does healing peter and john also healed people peter and john went to the temple one afternoon to take part in a three o'clock prayer service you ever put yourself in these guys shoes what that must have been like. Jeremiah, you were with me in Iraq. You know, they had these prayer services all day long, all the time. You know, so, okay, 3 o'clock, you know, a bunch of guys, they gather in front of the temple, and they go in to pray. Now it's a lot of Muslim stuff nowadays. But back in the day, they were going to pray to God. And they were getting ready to walk into the temple. And as they approached the temple, a lame man for birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the Beautiful Gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. He couldn't work. He needed food. He needed to live. He needed to provide for himself. That was his way of doing it. They didn't have Social Security back then. When Peter and John about to enter, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Anybody ever had that happen to you in this world? People... Asking you for money. Wouldn't it be cool to say what they said right here? No, I'm stuck. Boy, God is just not going to look. Satan is trying to make a stop here today, isn't he? Here we go. Peter and John looked at him intently. They didn't have any money. And said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly expecting some money. But Peter said... I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Wow. There's power there. Here's what I know about God's character. It never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if God says that he desires to heal, he is a healing God, then that is who he is it didn't end at some certain time in our society in our world it is for today so that first question is does jesus heal today my answer is emphatically yes i've shown you examples out of the bible many of you in this room can attest to healing in your lives i could pull up the microphone and you could come up here one at a time it's Describe how Jesus healed you. JC, I'm looking at you. God's definitely about healing in your life. Incredible things that have happened. When I was a kid, um, used to watch TV with one of my older brothers. I have three older brothers. One's 12 years older than me, one's 10 years older than me, one's 5 years older than me. So the two older ones, they were like leaving the house when I was starting in school. But the one that was 5 years older than me, I was just at the right age that I was his plaything that he picked on me. Now, none of you have ever done that to your brothers and sisters, right? You're all perfect. We we're watching TV and we used to watch when we could. You know, there's three channels back then, okay? ABC, NBC, CBS, and there you just got what you got. And we would watch TV and when a commercial would come on, my brother who was five years older than me, took that as the opportunity to beat up on me. We used to watch All-Star Wrestling on Saturday mornings, and he used to try those moves on me. (laughs) You know what the figure four is? It's painful. (laughs) And a brother who's five years older than me can make me do that. Body slam me. If there were ropes in our living room, he'd have thrown me into the ropes. We didn't have DVR where we go through the commercials real fast, you know? You had to watch them. So for four minutes I was tormented until the TV show came on and then he would be transfixed on that and I could sit down in a chair for 18 minutes. <laughs> you think it's funny, I'm traumatized. I'll never forget. I got so tired of running away from him. And we had this little thing in our house, probably about as big as these, you know, this area here. And, you know, the living room's here and the hallways here and the kitchen's there. And I would run around this to try and stay away from him. And I'm running around and I'm running around. And, and one time, I'll never forget because I was running this way because I'm right-handed, okay? And I went around the corner and I stopped. And I waited for him to come. And when he came come around the corner, I just let him have, Bam! And I got him right in the chops. Boy, well, I paid for that one, too. We were watching TV one night. And I suppose I got up from the chair because the commercial was coming on. I was going to run for my life again. And I noticed something was different about me my toes wouldn't touch the ground. And my, my, my joints weren't quite working. They were, I didn't realize it because I was a young kid, but they were swollen. And my feet were so swollen that my toes wouldn't touch the ground. And my parents weren't home at that time. I don't know where they were, but when they came home, I, I showed my mom. I said, Mom, I don't feel right. Something's wrong here. Well, they rushed me to the hospital and I was young enough that I don't quite fully understand all that was happening, but I had a rare blood disease is what they told me. And they gave me a massive dose of vitamin K and they gave me a bunch of vitamin K pills to take for a month or two. And they said, it's coming back. It's very rare, but it will come back when you're a teenager and you'll get this again. And uh, I don't know what all they told my mother behind the scenes, but she was pretty nervous about that. And so what she did was, we went home, and later that week, they read to me that James chapter 5 passage, and they brought the elders to come to our house. And they anointed me with oil, and I was a young boy, I didn't really quite understand all that happened, but I knew that I was going to get this disease again. But, by the grace of God, it never came back. I believe God healed me that day. What did he heal me from? I'm not really sure. But he got the glory for that. And that's all that matters. Jesus heals today. Which brings me to the next question. If Jesus heals, why doesn't everyone get healed? And this is where I struggle as a pastor, as a fixer, because I don't know i don't have the answer for this one i'm going to give you some things but in the end i'm going to turn you to jesus because you're going to have to work it out with him because he will heal people but there's a greater purpose in this than just me second corinthians chapter 12 verse 8 and 9 says this three different times i begged the lord to take it away each time he said and this is paul saying he was sick. We don't even know what it was he was sick from. But three times he asked for it. And this is what he got from God. My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. Can we say that? Are you sitting here today and you, you have illness? You have you've got struggles in your life. You're dealing with emotional trauma maybe it's from a brother i don't know what are you dealing with here's what jesus says this is what god told paul my grace is all you need my power works best in weakness power of christ can be seen through us healing is not about me it's about jesus It's a cliche. We say it all the time. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. But do you really understand the significance of that statement? We talk about Jesus, our Savior, right? It's about Jesus, right? We can't earn our way to heaven like doing enough good things or helping our neighbor enough or doing all the right things to earn our way to heaven. Salvation is about Jesus, right? Sanctification. We can't be more better or more good or more holy in and of ourselves it is only through jesus that we're sanctified so why would we change it for jesus our healer it's not about me it's about him so many times i have prayed this and i've heard others pray this god Please heal me because I don't want the pain anymore. God, if you heal me, I want to serve you more. God, if you want to be real to me, heal me. God, I want you to increase my faith. You see how all those statements are about me? I don't want to feel pain. I want to serve you more. I, I, I. We got to get past that. To catch a glimpse of what healing is about, healing is about Jesus' power working best in our weakness. The purpose of divine healing is always to glorify Him. It always is. There was a guy who used to come to church here, his name was Joe Evangelist. And I know that sounds funny, but that was his real name Joe Evangelist. What an incredible, incredible guy. He sat in my office one day, and he looked at me with Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS, and said, ALS is a gift from God to me. And I went, what? He was a new believer in Christ. He said, I never would have been healed, spiritual healing, if I wouldn't have got ALS. Because Jesus brought me out of a truck and brought me to my knees and healed me spiritually and we prayed for healing for joe i baptized him right over there in that tank one easter sunday one of the most powerful baptisms i've done short time later he met a girl and i got a chance to perform their wedding ceremony and within a year i sat right here and his funeral young man in his faith but grew by leaps and bounds. He taught me so much about faith and about healing. Why didn't God heal him? That bothers me. It still bothers me. Because I want to be God. I want to say, God, this is the guy you need to heal because it makes the most sense. I am not God. Jesus is God. Jesus determines for his glory... What is going to happen in each and every one of our lives? You want to talk about being real with healing? On Monday when I'm preparing this sermon, I get a message that uh, a very dear friend of Jody and ours has gone into hospice care. Last August, he found out that he had stage four cancer, and he went into fighting it, and we got a message on Monday that said he had two to seven days to live. And I'm writing a message about healing. You don't think that rocked my world? I sent him a text that said, um, it's out of John chapter 6, verse 29, that says the greatest thing we can do for God is to believe in the one he has sent. You have done that, Dave. You believe in Jesus, rest in knowing that you have done the greatest thing you could ever do for God. That was hard. Because on Thursday we got a call Or a message that Dave passed away. 54 years old. Friday, Jody and I jumped in the car and we went to Chicago and Saturday morning we went to a funeral. And Saturday night we drove home. That was the last thing I wanted to do. Yesterday and the day before. And in my mind I'm saying, God, he's 54 years old. Why didn't you heal him? this does not make sense to me two weeks ago I went in and prayed for a 94 year old guy who used to be my senior pastor in Lincoln Nebraska he's here in Anoka he had a stroke I get it God's gonna take him he's 94 right so I'm God I'm saying okay God I get it I can pray that you you know help him get him through it you know keep him comfortable But he's going to die. But not the 54-year-old. I want to be God. I want to tell God who should and who shouldn't get healed. Is that right? How many, by show of hands, do that very same thing? You want to tell God, this guy you should heal, this guy maybe not. That's just being real, folks. I'm just telling you this is what I'm going through in the midst of writing a message about Jesus, our healer. I don't know where I'm at in my notes here, so give me a second. Because sin entered the world, we are banished from the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden had two trees in it. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which they weren't supposed to eat of, and the tree of life, which gave them life. They were banished from the Garden of Eden because they, tr- they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and so therefore they could never eat from the tree of life. That is why sin entered this world and that's why death entered this world. We're all terminal. The day we're born, we're terminal. God's ordained our days. He knows how long we're going to live, whether it's 6 or 16 or 60 or 106. God ordained it. Are you okay with that? Would you be okay if knowing when the day is coming, when you're going to die? No, I can't handle that. God knows, and He can handle that. and He will sustain us through whatever that is, whenever it is. I don't get to decide, I'm not God. Leads me to my next question. How do I know if Jesus will or won't heal? That's maybe my question that I struggle with because I get to pray for people that want to be healed. And it's really hard for me because I want to have faith and I want to believe, but I don't want to lead people astray. Because I sat with Joe Evangelist's wife in the hospital as they're pulling the plugs on him and he's getting ready to die, and his wife is looking at me and she's saying, but so-and-so told me he was going to be healed who is so-and-so are they God no so I struggle with this one because I don't know if Jesus will or won't heal but that's not my role my role is to pray and believe to anoint with oil and leave the results to God that's what we're gonna do here today we're gonna pray and believe and we're gonna leave the results to Jesus Are there certain rules i gotta follow no there's no prescribed pattern you know in james chapter 5 it talks about coming and calling the elders and anointing you with oil and praying for you and and uh, in mark chapter 6 that's where the lady reached out and touched the garment of jesus and was healed instantly The New Testament talks about people just wanting to be in the shadow of Jesus that when he passed by them, his shadow would heal them. And people build theology around that. They say, well, if you just call the elders of the church and they come with oil and you have to call them, they can't call you, and then somehow that magic happens and you're healed. Or you just got to be like this lady. If you reach out to Jesus like she reached out to him and touched the hem of his garment, if you reach out, Jesus will touch you. Or if you get close enough to jesus that the shadow of jesus actually falls across you you'll be healed no it's about jesus and about his glory and not about manipulating god to be a robot i put enough quarters in and somehow he's going to do what i say we've all seen that in our society today right where we twist people's words we take what we want out of their words and twist it to say right or wrong things. God isn't our robot. We don't get to tell him, well, you did it for this person, so then you therefore have to do it for me. We don't get to do that. i got to finish up here because we got some more stuff to do. Can anyone pray for my healing? Yes. You don't have to be a pastor with a reverend in front of your name to somehow get special dispensation that I pray for you and you get healed. Or you don't have to be elected as an elder of this church and somehow that makes you more spiritual and therefore you're healed because an elder prays for you. No, anybody can pray for you. There's no magic in this. This is Jesus doing his will and his work In our lives when we want salvation it comes from Jesus when we want sanctification the filling of the Holy Spirit it comes from Jesus when we want healing it must come from Jesus are you picking up what we're talking about here this is all about Jesus Jesus did heal people from blindness from being crippled from bleeding People with physical needs. He also healed people of mental anguish, demons, emotional needs. Jesus also provided spiritual healing. He told the religious people of the day, He didn't come for them, He came for the sick. And some of you here need to be healed of your sins. You need to know that Jesus died on the cross for you and that there's salvation and healing for your spiritual life in Jesus and in only Jesus. He can set you free today. Jesus healed people by touching them. He healed them from afar. A certain man came to Jesus and said, my daughter is sick. Will you come and pray for her? And he said, she's well, go home. You don't have to have faith. Did Lazarus have faith? Lazarus was dead in the grave. Jesus called him out and healed him. My brother Doug Gilquist said today, or this week, he said, Lazarus was probably a little ticked at that. Hey, I'm in heaven. I I don't want to go back there. Are you kidding me? For God's glory, not ours right? It's not about Lazarus. What feels good to Lazarus, what's best for Lazarus, is what's best for Jesus. I'm going to play for you a video that I want you to see, and I want you to prepare your hearts while this video is being played, because it has some powerful truth in it, and it spoke to me. I want you to prepare your hearts I think God's speaking to some of us here that we need healing today. And our elders are going to be prepared. They're going to be up here at the end of the service and they're going to anoint you with oil and they're going to pray for you and they're going to leave all the results to Jesus. But there's a reason why you're here today. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to come and get healing.